Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone Podcast, presented by ViStar Credit Union, with Jaguar's senior writer, John Osher. All right, welcome into this week's Ozone Podcast, presented by ViStar. And uh, I say this every week, but I'm excited about this week's guest, because it's a guy that has a very interesting story, and I don't think Jaguar's fans maybe have had a chance to get to know that story yet, because he just arrived here a couple weeks ago. A lot of times we get to know guys during the offseason. When they arrive during the season, take some time to get to know them. But this week's guest is uh, Dan Arnold. A fascinating story we'll get to in a second. First of all, Dan, thanks for doing this today. I know it's a busy week. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, appreciate being on here. And I know you've told your story quite a bit, but I think Jaguars fans might not realize Fargo, North Dakota in high school, Platteville in college, can you start further away from the NFL than you started? <laughs> um, it would be it would be very difficult. I would I would have to imagine. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, I grew up in in a little town in Wisconsin, and then senior year moved up to no- to North Dakota, gotcha. and then uh, went back to school in Wisconsin, a little D three place, um, and just had a shot and made the best of the opportunity. And even distance wise, I mean, even more than distance, you went to college as a high hurdler, which is fascinating to me. And it was Division Three, so in a school that famously hasn't had a whole lot of NFL guys. How do you maintain the dream, or when did the dream start for you? Obviously, probably when you're a senior in high school, you're not thinking about sitting in Jacksonville talking to me in 10 years. Yeah, um, you know, it, it kind of happened after my junior year in college and uh, had, a, had a really good season. Um, we play in a really good conference for Division Three, so that kind of helps, and we're pretty close to Madison. So a lot of the scouts that would come – and look at guys at Wisconsin, they would just kind of swing through Platteville and come come talk to me. Um, and then from there, you know, I had a really good senior really good senior year in college and then got invited to go to Kansas City and uh, New Orleans rookie minicamps. Didn't get signed after either of them, but then eventually New Orleans ended up calling me back and, you know, that was, that was the opportunity that I had and played there for three years. This is a weird shot in the dark, but were you familiar with Ben Barch? at all division uh, <laughs> three up there i mean it, it's it, it's a stupid question but it's it, it's sort of a similar background some very good football gets played up there where he played where you played is my yeah. point it's not that far from the nfl as people think but Correct. did you uh were you familiar with him at all yes um unfortunately when he introduced himself he said he went to st john's which is the team that we lost to my senior year in the playoffs gotcha so i immediately said it's not nice to meet you and i hate you <laughs> <laughs> But it's much better football on a Division three level up there than I think people realize. Yes. I would say that the the WEAC, the conference that I played in, is the is the best Division three conference, and his conference, the MIAC, is, is the second best. I got you. High hurdles. Where do you get started in that? Is it a transition from that to the NFL? Did they go along uh, hand in hand? Did it help you? Just talk about that as your background a little bit. Yeah, um, my my mom was she was a track coach in high school. Um, my dad ran track as well and played football. Um, so it was always you know I I had been doing track. We did summer track meets for like the USATF and all sorts of like junior Olympic stuff when I was younger. Um, but I actually I actually took my freshman year off when I got to college because I was like you know what, I just want to focus on football. And after my freshman year, I didn't play at all. Um, and I was like, okay, I want to I want to do something again that I'm, you know, I can get a little bit of confidence boost. So my sophomore year, I did it. 
I think it helped tremendously. You know, I was getting all the speed training done in in the off seasons because it was it was hectic for me to be honest because I was doing uh, you know our, our off season lifts for football in the morning, go to class, track practice, and then try and get all your studying done, and then track meets on Saturdays while you're having like spring practice. Like it was nuts. But unfortunately, I, I ended up having to take off. I wanted to focus on football my senior year because I knew, you know, I was going to get one shot at it. So I wanted to dedicate my my time to it. So I ended up taking my my uh, spring semester off my senior year of college. So I didn't get to gotcha. I didn't get to compete, which kind of it sucks. Going back, I wish I would have done it because um, I had I had gone to nationals the year before my junior year and finished second, and I knew I had a chance at going and winning a national championship in the hurdles for. D3, but I just, yeah. I know my track coaches were kind of pissed when I, <laughs> when I told them I wasn't going to, wasn't going to run. So football was your first love, it sounds like. I mean, it's not like that yeah. was always the priority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, that's the thing. When I was younger, we did, my parents made me do everything. I did cross country, football, <laughs> you know, I didn't do any like wrestling, but we did basketball. Gosh, I mean, I was in school musicals in high school too. Like they just told us do everything. <laughs> gotcha. Well, it sounds like parents, you, uh resent at the time and appreciate later <laughs> absolutely so, yes <laughs> so no yes. doubt i had one of those um so you're a free agent signing and uh it's a little hard to tell in your bio did you get a tryout or did you or or were you signed as a free agent or did you have to go try out yeah initially? yeah um it was it was a tryout for both kansas city and new orleans that's and a long way away yeah Dan. that was like I, mean, I, I was the bottom of the totem right. pole like touching the grass <laughs> How do you? I mean, how do you maintain confidence? I get maybe somebody who's played at Miami or Florida or somewhere coming into the league undrafted, but you really had no frame of reference that you could actually do it. Right. Where yeah. did your confidence come from? I think the biggest thing was like being so ignorant to it. I I think kind of helps. <laughs> you know, it was just like I'm just gonna go out there and play free, and like I'm not gonna understand football that deeply because you know I'm not used to the the depth of what we do for a game plan in the NFL. Right. You know, so it allowed me to just like go out there and make plays, like go catch a seam ball, which is what I'm I'm good at. You know, play with length and play with speed, and that was something that I I think Sean Payton in, in New Orleans saw, and he was like, okay, I can use this, you yeah. know, and just gave me the opportunity, you know, and put me in those those places to be successful and and to work off of. Um, but I think you know, I I honestly believe it was just me not knowing what the heck I was doing and just going out there and playing. Gotcha. When did you realize? I mean, I know you switched from wide receiver to tight end when you got to the league. Yeah. Uh, was that immediately upon joining New Orleans? Like no, I I actually so my my rookie year I I tore my labrum and I was on injured reserve the entire gotcha. year. Gotcha. And I was in the receiver room that entire year, spent time as a receiver, and then when we came back for OTAs my second year. That's when Dan Campbell kind of approached me. He's like, "Hey, if you want a shot at making this team, you know, you're athletic, you're you got speed, you can you can play ball, but it's going to be as you know a pass catching move tight end kind of kind of position." And at that point, I'm like, "You guys still want me in the building? Heck yes, I'm going to do it." <laughs> you know, like uh, at that point, like, what do you say? No, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to go home. You um, might have made some season tickets. They called you, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I embraced it. Um, as soon as, and it was really that first day when Dan was like, he was kind of testing me out, doing some body work with me and like testing my strength. And he's like, you got tremendous core strength and, and lower body strength. He's like, this is something I think you can do. And when you have a, a coach like that, sure, you know, 
and it's not only that, but an assistant head coach, guy who's now coach, he's the head coach at the Lions. Right. When you have a guy like that telling you, "Hey, this is something that you can do," you're like, "Okay, well, I know I can. I know there's guys that believe in me that can do it. Like, I just got to put put forth the effort and yeah. and work at it." It just shows you how hard the NFL is, especially for a guy who comes in in your spot. You make it. You make a couple of rosters. And then not to bring up more bad stuff, but you're released from New Orleans, which I've read was a difficult time for you. Um, at that point, my understanding is that was an emotional time for you, and you wondered if that was it. How real was that in terms of just wondering if it was, hey, is this something I can really do? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, you know, it, it was emotional, and it, and it it mirrors a lot of the what I went through, you know, just with this trade that came up and coming here. Gotcha. Okay. Um, you know, the biggest thing that that I am as a player, and and the hardest thing for me, I think, is is coming from Division Three. And you know, you're playing with those guys that that are really there just to play football. They're not there to go out and get some likes on Instagram and and gotcha. all that. And like, they're not pursuing the league, you know, and and so you really become like a team player. You buy into the guys around you, and you, you fully love who you go to battle with on the field each and every Sunday. And when I was in New Orleans, there was such a tight-knit locker room, yeah. and you get to know the guys so well. And that was the same thing for me in Carolina. Is, you know, I got, to, I got to know those guys so dang, dang well. And, and, and it, it, when you have to say goodbye when it's not your choice and you're like, okay, you got to go somewhere else, like that's that's the toughest part about playing in this league right. is getting close with those guys. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, you get to look forward. It's like, okay, I get to know, go meet some new guys right. and, and you really get to enjoy the process all over again. And, and that's what's exciting. Like you, you meet all these new people. You meet guys from all different types of backgrounds. But – you know that that was that was the most emotional part. You know where you got to you literally have to pick up your life and and you're right. kind of forced to say, hey, you have to go move to this new city and you just have to do it. <laughs> and you said this kind of merited it, so I won't ask you your emotions about this. But you, you signed as a free agent with Carolina, and you sort of think that's going to be your home for a couple of years. The Jags traded for you, and I think you've gotten the sense over the last couple of weeks since you've gotten here, they wanted you. I mean. Mm-hmm. This was a place where you were wanted. I assume that has to feel good after all you've been through. Hey, this franchise believes in me. I've got a real shot here. Did that uh, – I might make you feel better, but was that a, a cool thing to hear after so long? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and that's that's where the comfort lies, where it's like, okay, I'm going to a place that, that is going to utilize me mm-hmm. and, and really has been looking forward to doing that. Not that that didn't happen in Carolina sure. or anything. Um but yeah, no, you get you get excited and you're like, okay, I get to learn kind of a new little offense, see what kind of wrinkles they throw in, see how they use guys like me. Um and and you just get to at the end of the day, you, you get to keep playing ball. Sure. Um but but like yeah, I mean, it just it's it's a process. Um and, and especially for a guy like me, like I I you know, I I always buy into a team and it's almost heartbreaking sometimes, and it, and it gets yeah. you in the end when you do have to leave. But it, it makes it really, truly special and enjoyable when you are in, in that, when you're with that team and you're there with those guys. Like it makes it really special. I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you who pointed this out, but the Panthers three and zero when you left and zero and four since you left. 
Is that the Dan Arnold factor? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, probably selfishly, I'd like sure. to say that, but you know, there's there's so much that goes no, into I football. You. you know, you you never know. <laughs> it's interesting. You've played with Breeze. You played with Murray. Now you're playing with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I know you haven't had enough of a sample size of Trevor to compare him to those guys, and it's not a fair comparison anyway. But when I asked you about Trevor in the press conference a couple weeks ago, it was interesting. You're really high on this guy, and obviously a high ceiling for him as a number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. But you like what you've seen from him even even since you've been here. Yeah, I think, you know, like I had said earlier, is that he, he really does have a good feel for football. Um, especially in, in those pressure downs where, you know, you're getting zero, checks to zero, you know, those one, and it's like, okay, how are we going to set the protection right so that we can get just have a successful play? Um those were things that early on I was pretty impressed with how he was talking in the meetings. Gotcha. You know, how he was picking things up in his brain and then going to the practice field and actually doing it. It's hard to um, fake that stuff. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And that's and that that is is a thing that, that that that's hard to grow into as a quarterback in my opinion. Not that I have probably a lot of expertise. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think I think he's got a really good feel for football, really good feel for progression reads, you know, and that's that's what their big thing is here um west coast style offense you're always going to have that um but yeah i I think he's got he's got a lot very high ceiling um and and i i'm ready to to be honest i'm ready to help him get there because i know that he wants it and he's a he's a freaking tough competitor too yeah i've seen him take some licks and you're like dude are you okay man (laughs) like you're sitting on the field and and you just and he just gets back up and he's ready to go after him again and and that's someone that you can rally behind and a guy that's going to be a franchise quarterback you yeah. know he's not going to bend over and just like fall right. um and and I appreciate that out of him a couple final things before we wrap up i've got to think you believe your ceiling's pretty high too i mean this is a case where you're still relatively young in the nfl in terms of mm-hmm. experience do you feel that way do you feel like it's all out in front of you yeah um I think, you know, some of the coaches that I've had in the past have kind of mentioned that, like, I'm a young guy, but I also have, you know, this is my fifth year in the NFL, which is pretty old um, if you look at the statistics. Um, So I got that youngness to me, but, you know, I've also got, I've been around the block a couple times and and able to pick up things, and I've seen, you know, a decent amount of action in the NFL to be able to recognize things. Um, But, yeah, I think – you know, I'm I'm ready to just keep playing ball as long as I can and keep making plays for whatever whatever team wants gotcha. wants me to do it for. Gotcha. You know, the uh, final thing we do with this is is uh, what I call the Ozone Five. The Ozone Five. 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 It's five quick questions, uh, a chance to have some fun. Uh, Dan, Arnold, what was your last binge watch? My last binge watch was Yellowstone with my wife. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yes, very good. Good deal. Uh, what was the last song you heard on the way in this morning? The last song I heard, I think, was Back in Black by ACDC. I like it. I don't <laughs> get that that often. Yeah. So it's, uh wasn't my last song, but it was one of them. I'm going to ask this because I've read that basically you're one of the lucky ones that can eat whatever you want and have to eat whatever you want. What was your biggest meal you've ever had? The most unusual thing you've ever eaten while trying to keep weight on? The most unusual meal I've ever had, I think. Well, the most I've probably eaten recently is back home in Platteville at the ticket. They do dollar burger nights on Wednesdays, and uh, usually you, you probably get about eight or nine of those things in there before you start <laughs> feeling pretty sick. <laughs> I got you. But that's something 
because of the transition from receiver to tight end, you still need to try to keep weight on. It's not yes. that easy for you, right? Oh, it's very, very difficult. <laughs> I'm on the seafood diet, which is if you see food, you pretty much eat it. So. I like it. Well, I'm not. I'm the opposite <laughs> of 10.55. So, uh, what's your go-to breakfast food? My go-to? Oh, biscuits and gravy. Uh, so uh, Okay. Uh, B&G, I spent time in Indiana B&G growing up. Yeah. Midwest, big, uh, biscuits and gravy, very big. So yep. my cousin could feast on that. Uh Who's the person or persons most responsible for you being here? Who's your biggest influence? Uh, that's 100% Dan Campbell. Um, he's the guy who gave me a shot, was patient with me, chewed me out many times, and, <laughs> and rightfully so. Um, but he you know, he was patient with me, knew I had talent, knew I could do it, and, and he just kept, kept working with me. And I have him to thank for my career in the NFL every day. Gotcha. Well, Dan... As I said at the top, I know it's a busy time for you, and it's not always easy to sit down after practice and sort of open up on some things. I appreciate you doing this. I look forward to meeting you in person, working with you, and I thank you for joining the Ozone Podcast. It's very yeah, much appreciated. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me.